This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 497 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by FeedXL.com, your one-stop spot for equine nutrition information. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Scott Trees. Horse-loving would-be photographers everywhere want to take better pictures, but some of us really need help. That's why it's so awesome that Scott has agreed to help us through these short tips. Scott is known worldwide for his images of the horse, and his unique perspective and tons of talent have really shown us that. Scott also does a variety of commercial shooting. Architecture, fashion, and photojournalism are his photographic services that he provides for clients all over the world. His dramatic use of light and strong compositional eye and emotional portrayal have been the hallmarks of his style. Scott's tip today is about using the right picture resolution and why it's so important. But first, a word about today's sponsor, FeedXL. When you go to FeedXL.com, you can get all of the nutritional information you need to make sure your horse has a healthy, balanced diet. Just log on and tell FeedXL about your horse. Everything from age and activity level to nutrition-related diseases or conditions. Then... Tell FeedXL about your horse's complete diet, and I mean complete. Entering Sweet Feed 12% Protein just won't cut it at FeedXL. You can enter the brand, formula, and quantity of exactly what your horse is eating, and then see the results. FeedXL does all the math, all the nutritional science, and gives you an accurate picture of what your horse is really eating, whether his nutritional needs are being met or exceeded. And as if that wasn't enough... FeedXL has forums where you can interact with other FeedXL members, fantastic mini articles about horse nutrition that are quick and fun to read, and a cost calculator where you can figure out just how much that nutrition is costing you. And who doesn't want to know that? Go to FeedXL.com today and discover for yourself why smart horse folks from all over use it to be absolutely sure they're feeding their horses exactly what they need in the most cost-effective way possible. And we've got a newsflash. FeedXL.com has been awarded Best Software Product Servicing the Agricultural Industry by the Australian Business Awards. Congratulations, FeedXL.com, and enjoy today's tip. And greetings, Scott Trees, ace photographer. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm hanging out here in my office with the aquarium and the fish are jumping out and making a lot of splashing because they want fed. Well, that's that's good. I, I have a koi uh, pond in, in uh, front of my office here, and we have to the heat, and we keep adding water. But feeding time is always a fun time because they're so glad to see those little pellets hit the water. So you have the, um, the giant sized outdoor koi? No, it's no, not they're small koi. They're not great big ones. They're, oh, okay. They're, they're, yeah. Thought maybe you had um, the big three footers or something. No, gosh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, at any rate, it's it's oh, I always enjoy watching them come feeding time. So. Well, that's the um, only time mine come out from behind their little their little plants. <laughs> They're reclusive. And probably not very photogenic. <laughs> no, no. And it's they're they're very hard to get their ears up. They're very difficult. 
Oh, yeah, there you go. Hard to get to yours. Oh, geez. Yeah, How do you get a goldfish to look at you? Have you ever done a photo shoot of, of fish? I actually have never done an underwater shoot of fish, but I just this last time in Dubai did a session for the Atlantis on the palm. Now, everybody sees that big thing in Dubai that looks like a palm, on the mm-hmm. island that's shaped oh, like yes. a palm tree. Yes. At the top of that palm is a, the, the Atlantis Resort, and they have an incredibly huge saltwater aquarium in this resort. And I was hired, and I spent um, a week at the resort shooting it for them um, and got to spend an after-hours evening shooting this aquarium. And it was the way it's built with all these big glass walls, and it's very dark um, in the the area that you walk through. So you really kind of feel like you're underwater. So it's as close to an underwater experience as I have had. And um, it was really um, quite amazing, especially the jellyfish. They had these jellyfish lit up some way that they would go kind of turn this red color. And it, and it was I was going to say, aren't jellyfish kind of see-through? Yeah, yeah. So they lit them up with this special tank with this lighting thing, and it was amazing that, to see the light hit these jellyfish. And uh, I had as much fun photographing them as I did the resort. It was like, I think I spent an hour in front of the jellyfish. I was just mesmerized by them. I shot oh. still and video, so it was, it was kind of fun to shoot both. But so, but I've, I've got friends that are underwater photographers that say it's just an amazing world. And from what I got to see in terms of the color I saw in this exhibit, it was something. Well, that's kind of wild. Jellyfish. Who'd have thunk? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, speaking of jellyfish, we're going to do a, uh, a Glenn the Geek whiplash transition to... Yes, okay. To... <laughs> Pictures. Well, you know, file size, ocean size. Well, you can't have your files on the Internet when they're ocean-sized right. because people get right. cranky and computers bog down. So right. exactly. it looks like you're going to be explaining to us how to Let's talk a little bit about that today. Yes, I think we've, you know, one of the things that, that all these new digital cameras that we buy have this tremendous resolution and deliver enormously large, beautifully sharp files that, we can make incredibly beautiful prints or get to the magazine, and that's that's fine. That's wonderful for that. But then when we try and take those same pictures and put them on the Internet, uh, as you alluded to, there's a lot of people that, you know, have had an experience where they're waiting. Somebody sent them a picture, and they're waiting, and they're waiting, and they're waiting for this thing to upload. And the problem is is that they, the people that have provided them that image have made it too large. And a lot of people really aren't aware that there's really no need to submit or have a large file for the Internet because okay. it, it doesn't so, have the resolution to be able to, to present it to you. Let's explain to our listeners, because I'm sure there's plenty of folks out there that get confused by this. There's a difference between resolution size and what I would, for lack of a better term, because, again, I'm not geeky, the physical size. You can have a picture that's large 8 by 12 inches but has low resolution. So explain the difference between resolution and size. When you buy a camera, it's going to have a certain amount of megapixel resolution. In other words, that's going to indicate how many pixels. And those little pixels are like if you envision those as a little dot. And so when you put your memory card in there, there's it has... It, it's going to record those pixels of information 
when you take your picture. The, the more pixels per square inch, the sharper their image. Now, that, that sharpness equates to resolution, which is going to translate well for, for magazines. So what when you have um, the number of pixels that are going to be printed per square inch is known as the, res, the resolution of the image or image resolution, and that's what you're talking about. So image resolution has everything to do with how you print your image, but it has nothing to do with how it's going to appear on your computer. Oh. And that's why, so when you were asking to your question, okay, I have an 8 by 10 and its resolution is 300 DPI, which is what the magazines want. Um, if, it, if it has, on, let's say on an average 8 by 10, might be a 2,400 pixel by... Um, let's say 3,800 pixel. That's so, okay, stop, stop again, so because that, again, you're, okay. gonna, you're losing us non-geeky types. Okay, all So right. a pixel is not just that dot of color. A pixel is also a measurement. Right, it's a measurement See. of this. It's Got how it. many pixels? How many pixels in that inch are there, okay? Got it. And what we want to know is how many pixels per inch are going to be printed when we print them photographs to hang on our wall or have it put in a magazine. But when it comes to the Internet, that's irrelevant because we don't need to have all those pixels per inch. Essentially, quickly put, I mentioned that we had a 2400 by 3800. Basically, at 300 DPI, or dots per inch, what that's saying is if you, if you it's going to put 300 dots let me figure out a better way, easier way to explain this. If you take that 2,400 and divide it by 300, it's going to put 800 dots per inch on that piece of paper, all right? Okay. And so that's, how, that's going to determine the sharpness of that print. Well, we don't need that kind of sharpness on the Internet because we're looking at television screens or for video, same thing. And so for the, for the Internet, we only need 72 DPI. That's all we need. That's the, any, 100 top end. Anything beyond that is a waste of space because it, the screens can't read it. Computer screens, TV screens, they only have so much resolution capability, even high def, for, for the way in which we're showing and showcasing an image on screen. So for our purposes, we can say, take that same 8 by 10 that we had at 300 DPI and we can make it at 72 DPI and we've reduced our file size significantly. But it's still an 8 by 10. But it's still an eight by ten. There we go. Now, even then, an eight by ten is is you don't need an eight by ten. And a nice size is like six forty by four eighty. So in terms of pixels, six forty by four eighty at seventy two DPI. That's going to be about a four by six or a five by seven. It's still going to look fine on the internet. Now, sometimes somebody might grab a picture off the Internet and think, well, I want to print this out. And they go, wow, look, it says it's going to be an 8 by 10 at 72 DPI. And then when they print it, it's, there's just no sharpness or detail in it for it at all. It's That's yucky. because It's because <laughs> it doesn't have the, the, the dots per square inch. It doesn't have that resolution. Uh-huh. So, so the, you, your, your requirements to have pictures that are printable or to be printed is very, very different than pictures that are going to be used solely for viewing electronically. Exactly. Exactly. It's two different beasts. On one, we're trying to get the maximum number of, of pixels or per square inch printed to give the print sharpness. 
and on the second, we're just trying to get enough on there for it to be seen on a computer screen, and it doesn't need that much to do that. So, so if if you have well, to what store... happens then by having that by having by having that smaller image size, first of all, when you then it's going to upload very quickly. Boom, boom, boom. People don't have to wait for your pictures on the internet, and people are notoriously impatient on the internet. Yeah. 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 So if you have to store lots of pictures, let's say you were at the family reunion and every single relative, all 72 of them at the family reunion, took a pony ride. So you have a heap of pictures. And you want to put them up on your family's Facebook page or some such. It makes sense to put them up there and reduce the DPI so that they load quickly. Right. Reduce the DPI before you put them up there. Before you put them up. But on the other hand, if you also want to have pictures available to send to your relatives so they can take them to Walmart and give them the CD and, pr- and print them right. so that they can have snapshots, then you would want to put them onto a storage device with a high DPI. Right, with a higher DPI. And essentially, when you, when you download your pictures from a camera, and, and earlier in one of your, of your programs we talked about JPEG versus RAW, and I'm just going to briefly highlight that JPEG is how most cameras record their their images, and it's how most people save their images. And JPEG stands for Joint Photographic Expert Group, JPG or JPEG. And basically, it's a compressed format. Um, when you save a file as a JPEG, it's a much smaller file as opposed to saving it as a Photoshop document or a TIFF, for example, it has no compression whatsoever. Every bit, uh, every pixel of that image has a color assigned to it, as opposed to a JPEG, which compresses the picture, and it says, okay, this pixel says I'm blue, so we're going to kind of extrapolate that there's more blue around me. Um, and it averages out your color. It compresses it. It compresses it. it, it that compression comes at a loss of quality. Most people can't see it. What you will see is if you open the same JPEG file, if I send it to you, you send it to Glenn, he sends it to so-and-so, so-and-so sends it, and it goes down the line 15 or 20 times. From the time I send it to you to the time that that person that reopened it sees it, there's going to be a loss of quality. Each time it gets opened. Each time it gets opened, it gets it loses a little bit of its quality because it gets recompressed again when you close it. I never knew. Yeah, huh. and so um, and so it's, that's part of the drawback to a JPEG is that it, it it does come at a some slight degree loss of quality. Now, frankly, all the magazines want JPEGs. I send it the magazines. I upload everything on the internet to the magazine JPEG. Uh, my books I've done as TIFFs. Um, and um, because they're complete um, uh, uncompressed files. There's a difference. My JPEG file that I might upload to a magazine anywhere from 3 to 5 megapixels, that same file in, in, as an uncompressed TIFF is 45 megapixels or higher. Um, and so there's, there's, there's a difference in that file size. But again, for our purposes here, and if for uploading files for the Internet, you don't need that big file size. You need a nice little small 175, 300 megabyte, at, or, or um, um, I always get my megabytes, megabytes uh, set, set up. It's a small file. It won't, 
It won't load that big. It's it's going to be a small file. You'll be in great shape. A great shape. It's going to be a, a very small, quick loading file. Well, huh? I didn't. I never knew that about JPEGs. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, know, I, 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 it finally makes sense. The different because I always get confused because pixel is used in regards to the density of the picture. How much? How many little dots are in there, and whether or not right. you can make um, it into an 18 by 24 poster. But right. pixel is also used as a measurement for the size of the picture when you decide to hit the print button. So now that right. is much more clear. Good, good. Yeah. Well, it, it can get a little confusing, and that's you know it it it, it and I'm not sure I did a, a, a perfect job of explaining it, but it 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 is something that, that the bottom line is is if you want to put a picture on the internet, make it smaller, 640 by 480 at 72 DPI is going to be plenty big enough to get you a shot that you can upload to Facebook, to your website, to any place that needs to have an image on, on the Internet and upload it quickly. And um, also, then it's not going to be so sharp that if somebody tries to rip it off and print it, they can't do it. It's not worth their time. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, once again, incredibly educational and entertaining to boot. Thanks for stopping by, and give My everybody pleasure. your website address, Skip. Scott. It's, uh, the website is treesmedia.com, and uh, I have a new uh, seminar that will be going on in November here in Texas, a three-day seminar called Beyond the Ordinary, where we're trying to help photographers take the next step up into their way that they look at their work and how they photograph horses, but it'll also be covering some other subjects as well, horses, portraits of horses, a lot of things. And I'm also on Facebook, uh, Scott Trees Photography. Stop by and you'll learn a whole bunch more, folks. Well, there you go. And thanks so very much, Scott, for that tip. To listen to all of Scott's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the Experts drop-down menu on the left. All of our experts are right there, alphabetized and easy to find. You can also go to treesmedia.com for Scott's website. For more information about Scott's excellent seminars, you can go to equinephotographers.org and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. We will also have a link directly to that page on the show notes on horsetipdaily.com. Just look for episode 497. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.